Hello, my beauties. Dropping an emoji to let me know that you're back. And let's continue. Let me make this smaller. Hello. Okay. Yay. Hey, babies. Oh, look at my gorilla. <laughs> okay. Um, always cracks me up the emojis that are thrown in. <laughs> okay. So I'm curious. I cannot expand in my full potential because. I cannot enjoy abundant love and relationship harmony because I cannot expand my full wealth potential because what came up for you guys? And this is just an extension. I'm struggling with this exercise. Okay. What are you struggling with it about? Because the chances are, if you're struggling, there'll be someone else that's watching this latest that's struggling too. And let's spend a little bit of time on here. Remember when we tap into our unconscious kind of thought patterns and stuff, it's not about thinking about it a lot. It's about just finishing the sentence. Okay. Sandra says I have blockages to get some answers. Yes, yeah, same. Okay. Let's just do it hyper quick. Let's just do it hyper quick and let's really play with hyper quick um, and just do a little different energy. So I cannot expand into my full potential because guys, just throw it in the chat. Whatever comes to your mind. Remember, we're tapping into the unconscious with byproduct bypassing the conscious so we're going super speedy i cannot expand into my full potential because and i'm running this rhythm so there's not overthinking i'm not just doing this because i like to click my fingers i click my fingers very badly actually i cannot expand into my full potential because and if we have to do a few more questions to get into the vibe then it's all good i'll stop clicking to drink my tea though Yeah, because I don't allow myself to speak my voice, because it's not safe to be me, I'm not valuable and I'm not worthy, because there are more important things to focus on, amazing. I'm not good enough or smart enough. It's funny what our brain tells us, there's not enough time. I need to do this. I need to make sure that my house is clean. I need to do, 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 do. And we fill our time with things that aren't actually taking us towards our full potential. Ah, Tam, thank you for noticing. I didn't record. Um, and we avoid doing what actually needs to be done to create change in our life. So amazing. I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough. Amazing. So the reason that we're doing these sentences is because this is literally what Tam's going to reprogram in the hypnosis. So we're seeing it and it's not really important. We're just going to trust. But by the end of today, we're going to like we're going to create a new programming. Okay, the next one. I cannot enjoy abundant love and relationship harmony because. Because it's not meant for me, yeah. So I want you guys to remember yesterday when we were talking about, right, the big old mansion of consciousness and how we've shut doors 
Some of those doors are abundant love, right? Some of those doors are relationship harmony. I used to truly, 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 truly believe that there was something deeply wrong with me. Like I just thought that I was like, that I like was defect at, what's it called? You know, when you've got a toy and they're made in the toy store, I was like defect on that little, like, I don't, I don't have the language. You know, the supermarket, you've got the thing that runs, what's it called? And it comes out and the toy store, you've got it. What are they called? Do you know what I mean? Like at the till and it goes, and you put the food on it. Please, I hope you guys, the belt, thank you. Thank you. God, God, this is why we say I'm bilingual guys. So sometimes I'm like, Meh. Um, I used to really feel that I was like defect at the belt. You know, I really truly believed that there was something so deeply wrong with me. So it would be ludicrous to believe that I could enjoy love and, and relationship harmony and all those things. Actually, to be in a relationship felt ludicrous to me. I was like, who is going to love me? They're going to have something wrong with them. They love me. So this is really the stuff that we want to iron out because it is just those doors that we've shut in that mansion of our consciousness, okay? And one of the ways that we can do that is through this hypnosis. But for now, just be aware, right? The things that you tell yourself, just be aware. You know, Sandra's got here, I can't be the breadwinner. A lot of us don't feel safe for the woman because we think that we'll lose love if we earn money. So we're like, oh, I've got to cap my greatness because I want my partner to love me, right? Yeah, I need to make money to help us grow, which the assumption there, Natalie, is that you're not making money. So Natalie, I would say vibrationally right now, you're holding an assumption that if I need to make money, it means that you don't believe that money is coming in. Yeah, Nat says, I don't know, the same thing happens to me. If that's true for you, if that's true for you, okay, because that's what I'm seeing. And I want you guys to know if I say something that doesn't feel in resonance to you, leave it. It's not that I am always the guru of truth, you know? Okay. So Sandra says, um, same, got shut off from um, family, especially my dad and my grandma. Yeah. So be aware of this stuff. Because it's these false fears and these false beliefs, right, that are imprinted in us that we learn in childhood that we're bad, that we're wrong, that we're not good enough, right, that keep these glass ceilings in place which is why I always recommend doing a lot of the inner child work, the belief work, the practices that we do in the School of IH, because you think that you're just doing the healing work and what you're actually doing is raising your, 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 your thermostat. So it's really powerful stuff, right? Now, there are other barriers, and for you guys, there might be other barriers, but they usually fall into four categories. And I'm really, really briefly going to go over these just so we can see them. For those of you guys that haven't watched MDB yet, um, if you're new to the school or um, or you, you haven't uh, signed up for MDB, in MDB, I go through this in far more detail. So I'm going to go through this quite quickly because I want to talk about polarity and money. Um, and, and you can really, really like feel into it there. If you're in the school and you're an old uh, older sign up and you didn't sign up for MBD, we're putting it at 10% instead of 5K. You could have it for 500 and 55 euros just ask tamsin for the link okay or i think it's on the facebook book group as well um because it is md uh, mdb is worth far more than 5k let alone 500 okay 
Yeah, Sandra's saying MDB is my next course to do before next month. Yeah, amazing. So if you've just joined the school, remember that's a really big, important course and you can go through these in a little bit more detail. But anyway, the four hidden barriers are when you feel fundamentally flawed, right? Which is what I kind of felt as a child. Oh, God. And that can happen because of all sorts of reasons. I didn't used to recognize this within myself because um, I couldn't see it, but... As you guys know, my mum struggled with mental health. And when she was pregnant with me, she tried to commit suicide. She was put on antidepressants. And um, I believe that she was taken to a mental health hospital. I'm not sure because the family doesn't tell the full story. So I don't know if that's true. My dad has forgotten. And um, my Spanish family tells many versions of the same story. So I don't know exactly what happened. but I've done a lot of regression. I've done a lot of inner child work. The more that you do this, the more that you'll notice you just have memories of past lives or you have memories of the womb experience. And in the womb, I learned that I was wrong, that there was something deeply wrong with me, right? That um, it was my fault that mum felt this way, which obviously isn't the truth. But, you know, as children, we think things that aren't facts because remember the things that we think aren't facts. And because our unconscious mind as children is wide open, right? Everything that you think becomes a neurological truth as a child. We think that it becomes a belief and then it dictates it dictates our, our adulthood, which is why it's so important to do this work. Now, the reason that believing that you're fundamentally flawed, and I think this is obvious, is going to be an upper limit in adulthood, is because if you believe that you're fundamentally flawed, lots of people getting exposure to you, that means that lots of people are getting exposure to someone that's fundamentally flawed it's like you know how can I be worthy of this how can I like you know how can I be expanded if there's something wrong with me and so in money that's where it plays out and in love it's very difficult to attract love a healthy love right when we've got these feelings of being fundamentally flawed so if we're resonating with this again um, inner child work, the hypnosis, alpha brain wave, new truths, all of this stuff is really, really potent for you. Okay. And it might be like an onion that you, you peel and each time there's a deeper layer, but this is a really big one. The second one is, and this is, this was huge for me. Oh my God, this is huge for me. Your success and having love and money feels like you're breaking unspoken family rules. So in my family, we work very hard. My father is a Norwegian crime fiction translator. He built it from nothing. He quit his job as a teacher at 50. He built the business with two girls under 10. Mum worked at the university, so he was always the, the parent at home. So he was a present father and he was building this business. And, you know, it wasn't a business like me where I've got a team. Like, he was a freelancer. So he did the books, he did the contracts, the book fairs, like everything. And so in my family, the laws were, you work hard, you get a level of success, you don't tell anyone that you're successful and you don't make too much money, right? And so for me, when I got to my first six figures, it was relatively easy because in my family, six figures, like dad, I don't know if he made six figures in a year, but like he got success. So it wasn't that success wasn't something that I experienced in my conditioning. Now, when I wanted to go from six figures to seven, Like this is, this was a huge, huge, huge glass ceiling. 
Because in our family, it's like dad's almost from a working class family. So it's like you work really hard and you get some form of like receivership. You can go on holidays, summer holidays every year, but like you're not one of those people. And so when I moved into this house, it was really like, almost like looked down upon in my family of like, fuck, she's like, she's becoming one of those. She's becoming an elitist. They said this to me. She's becoming a whatever you want to identify it with. And it was a real thing for me. And as I burst through the upper limits coming into this home, hitting, you know, bigger levels of money, you know, we we generated just under 600K last year in the business and, you know, recently receiving a total of a million over the last three years. And so, you know, this is kind of unheard of in my family. And it really can, what it does is it kind of really triggers a fear that we have in our system of if I'm different, I will no longer belong. And so sometimes people unconsciously keep themselves small because they don't want to break laws in the family system. So as we grow and expand into love and money, it's like we almost need to be giving ourselves permission of like, no, I can have more than my father and my mother, right? Like, I can still be safe and loved and allow myself to have more good. And this can be some really, really profound and beautiful, beautiful work, right? And it can also be some very triggering, frightening work. And the reason that I love to speak about it is a lot of people go through this in entrepreneurship where they get to levels of success and then there's weird things with the family. and So I like to bring it to our awareness just so we know that this is a thing and that you're safe and that it's actually okay, Right. And um, it's safe for you to have this success and it's safe for you to be different to your family. And this is why I always say that, like, you know, in entrepreneurship, we, we want to ask our parents their opinions and we want to ask our friends our opinions. But when we're asking our parents and our friends their opinions, they can only speak from where they're at. They can't speak from where you want to go. So at some stage, my dad's opinions on what I was doing in business, I had to let go of him disapproving. And this is where the piece yesterday about like a Monday and um, Wednesday about like, I'm not responsible for other people's stories in my mind is really, really important. Because if not unconsciously, you're going to limit yourself, you're going to limit yourself, you're going to limit yourself, right? So just being aware of where this shows up for you. The third is the belief that more success means more of a burden. So these are for people that have the unconscious belief systems that they are a burden, right? It could be that parents are working very hard and they can see that the parents are struggling to look after them. And so what you do as a kid is like, how can I be less of a burden? How can I be more emotionally mature than appropriate now, right? And it's kind of this idea of like, oh God, I was a burden for my parents because they have to pay for me and then maybe weren't making that much money or they were very stressed you know, economically or, you know, with time. And so the unconscious thing is like, I'm a burden. So if there's more of me in the world, then there's more of me being a burden in the world, right? And Gay Hendricks talks about how this was a piece for him. And when he wrote his first book, he didn't want the book to be like widespread because he was like, that's just me everywhere, which is like burden everywhere. And this can be really profound for people that have been six children or, or any of these situations, right? It's like, I don't want to be too big because maybe that's bad for people. And that's something that we want to really re rewire as well, because it can keep us limited. Now, the fourth one is also something that I resonate with a lot. Um, I was always very like gifted and talented as a child. I was very bright. Um, my parents never had to ask me to do homework. Like I liked homework. I was a hermit. I was solitary. Like 
you could just leave me with a book. Like, I mean, really from very, very, very young, like my idea of fun was doing my algebra homework. Okay. And I'm not joking. So as you can tell, I wasn't very cool. (laughs) And my sister was more like social. She wanted to play with others. She didn't want to do homework as much. And what I learned as a child was that my brightness made my sister feel bad. And it's not because my sister said that, and so it kind of, it's this, this, this language, the crime of outshining another. It's like when I'm really big, other people suffer because other people feel bad. And so what we do when we've got kind of conditioning around that is either we don't shine too bright because we don't want those around us to suffer or to feel bad, or we shine bright, but we don't allow ourselves to enjoy it. And so you see this in people that have become highly successful as adults, but they're never quite happy because it's like, oh, I allow myself to have the success, but I don't want to be too big. I don't want to be too bright. Um, because, you know, I, I don't want to be too big and too bright and enjoy it because that's too much. Like how bad are other people going to feel, right? That's really the pattern of like, I don't want to have too much good because there are people that don't have good. And so what we have to remember with this one is that you shining your bright, your light, sorry, is actually leading the way and showing people that it's possible for them to. You keeping yourself small actually doesn't serve anyone. And that's really the work to do there as well. Yeah. Okay. So Daniela is saying, I feel that actually came up in an, in a, in an alchemy process, always being different, made me feel that it was wrong. It started with my mum dressing me in these silly dresses at four years old that I didn't want to wear. I wanted to wear different clothes. Yeah. And dress in a way that felt really right for me. So yeah, guys, I really recommend inner child alchemy for these pieces. You can also do the four part shamanic journey for belief change. You can also do inner child alchemy with our cert humans, like It's really, really profound because these are the things that keep the ceilings in place, right? And this is, and you've got the slides here, right? Ways that we self-sabotage and you can go through this. It's written out here. You can watch MDB um, and listen to this bit. You can read the slides, but I don't want to go into this too much because I do want to open a new conversation, which is a conversation that I've never taught before, okay? Um, Also, you can see here there's a mantra, right? That is really profound. It's like, I expand in abundance, success, and love every day as I inspire others to do the same. This is Gay Hendrick's success mantra. Tam's going to be programming that in in the meditation. And I also teach on this a little bit more um, in MDB. So you guys can go back and watch that. And this is a somatic process that you guys can do to expand more good in your body. Okay. So there's lots of, there's lots and lots of things that you guys can use um there's lots and lots of tools that exist within the school of ih go through these slides rehearse it but right now i want to talk about something that's a bit of an edge okay you've got it all written out for you because i want it to be really common sense so you guys can really just like it's a step by step okay i want us to talk about love for the entrepreneur for those of you guys that are watching i'm just curious is everyone an entrepreneur here? Does any does everyone have a business or does not have a business? Sandra, I know you've got a side business. Natalie, you're going into your business. Um, Jennifer, do you have a business? I'm a freelancer. So Sandra's got two businesses. Jennifer, can you describe what you mean by freelancer? It's like you, an autonomo. So you work for yourself, but it's not a business. Is it like entrepreneurship where you're creating something? Okay, it's do whatever job I can find. Oh, that's an amazing description. Okay, that works. Okay, 
Okay. In a, in, in a certain sector or any sector? Because I know you're just all over the world right now, which is amazing. And I'm like, yeah. Which makes sense with do whatever job I can find. <laughs> at the sports, at the moment, sports events. Okay, so freelance and sports events. Beautiful. Okay, cool. Thank you. So the way that I am going to really position this is that this is a conversation that is interesting for men and women, whether you're straight or not straight. Um, I will be using the terminology feminine and masculine. Um, I will expand on what that actually means, but I don't want us to get confused in gender roles. Uh, and this is really for those of us that sacrifice our success because we're fearful that making money and being successful means that we may lose love. And this is really, really well and truly a thing that I see again and again and again. And I see it specifically in very, very successful women. And it happens in men too. Okay. So things to consider, actually. Yeah. Things to consider. Okay. How many of you guys know about polarity and relationships? How many of you guys have done work around polarity, entrepreneurship, and relationships? If it's a no, just drop a no. No. Okay. So I'm going to really go from the ground up. In relationships, we can talk about compatibility. No. Okay, music. Amazing. So this is new for everyone. So in relationships, we can talk about compatibility. So compatibility is like, um, like, is this an appropriate match? Do we have like similar values? Do we have similar goals? Do we have a similar vision? Because in a relationship, yes, we want there to be love, of course, but also you're creating kind of almost a structure right? And the structure is co-creating a life together. So when we're talking about compatibility, we're out of this like chemistry of, oh, it feels good. Duh, duh, duh. And we've gone further than that of like, you know, do we have a unified vision that makes sense for us to be together? And there is a very practical part of relationships that we are not educated on, right? We think it's like, oh, I was going to say my fanny fluttered for him. I honestly say some shocking things on these videos. And afterwards, I think to myself, I've never said that in real life. Um, but it's like, you know what I mean? Like we've been kind of educated from Hollywood movies that, that relationships are like, oh, I love him. Like I got a feeling for him and this means we should be together. And, 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 and that it's, 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 it's not a grounded example of what a healthy relationship is. Healthy relationship, yes, we want to have sexual chemistry and we want to have, you know, we want to have attraction. But there is also very grounded things around like mutual vision. Do we have like the same or do we have like, cohesive non-negotiables in the relationship like have I made a grounded choice and there is a section in women that runs with the wills that really resonated with me because um, she talks about like we pick our mate right it's flippantly like oh I hope they like me I hope they like me I'm just going to go with anyone and I hope they like me and we can make really silly decisions we can make really really silly decisions when we're picking from, I hope they like me, or my fanny fluttered, or we have chemistry, or the sex is good. 
And who you choose as a partner can make or break your life. That's a big, bold thing to say that. And it's said in, in, in Women That Run With The Wolves. And I remember when I was going through my single period and I was doing my healing and I was getting really, really clear on like, what is non-negotiable for me? Like accepted for who I am, committed, chooses me, unwavering in his commitment. You know, all of these things were like, it, I wouldn't have been with anyone that didn't take that long-term, right? And so sometimes we go towards relationships being like, oh, I hope they like me. And when you're in the, I hope they like me, you're not discerning about, but are they a match for me? And so that's what compatibility is. Is this person an appropriate person to build a life with? Do we have the same values? Do we have shared vision? And there's something to be said of having slow, grounded choices in partnership, which is why Craig and I didn't sleep together for three months. We didn't kiss for three months because I wasn't in a place where I would be like, oh, you're so attractive. I hope you like me. I hope you pick me. I was like, "Mm -mm. I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to see if I pick you. Because I've seen the impact in my parents and many other parents where people rush into things and they, they don't make the appropriate choice. So that's compatibility, right? And that could be a whole workshop in itself, right? Yeah, Jennifer says, I love that. Yes, it's really, really important. And notice the energy in that. It's no longer, I think that's super healthy, yeah. And I, and I really think we wanna be teaching this. We wanna be teaching this. And, and what we notice is when we're in this energy, there is, we're not coming to love from need. I need someone to love me to feel good. No, it's coming from a place of genuine, cohesive, grounded desire. It's practical, right? So we've got compatibility and compatibility is important. Yeah, Sandra's saying me and my boyfriend waited to have six months in the um, sex, six months in the relationship and it made it more strong, I believe this. And I feel like this is a little bit of a flip to, you know, when I was younger, it was all about like, oh, feminine empowerment, shag, 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 like, you know? And I think about me in my uni days and I don't regret this at all, okay? But in my uni days, I was pretending that I had like a sexuality of a, of a male and I, and I didn't. I was just coming from this place of deep wounding and, you know, oh, I hope they I hope they fancy me. And so I hope they fancy me. I'm just going to have sex with everybody. I, I really believe that um, multiple lots of sexual partners at the same time not done without consciousness, right, has been one of the lies that we've been sold of the 21st century. I believe there's a lot to be said that you love yourself so much. You only share people with really the people that you, you consciously decide to share your body with. Yeah, and it was coming from him, not me, which I never see from a guy. Wow, that's really powerful. And it just shows because people have all of these beliefs around guys. And also, I want to be really clear, guys, I'm not shaming um, one night stands. I'm not shaming any form of sexual behavior. I would never shame Um and if you ever perceive that in my language, it really is never, ever, ever, ever my intention. Like this is a non-judgmental space. I'm not shaming that. There is a phase and time for everything. And I'm just giving you another side. Okay. Anyway, so our first, our ground of the relationship is we are compatible. This is grounded. This is practical. We have shared vision. You tick my non-negotiables. Okay. Therefore, I'm able to accept and love you who I've chosen. 
as you are. You're not a project. I don't need to save you, like any of these things, right? And this is really well and good. And this is fantastic. And this is a brilliant foundation to a relationship. Now, when we throw in entrepreneurship and we throw in, in every relationship, right, we have the masculine energy dominant person and the feminine energy dominant person. Now, this can be gender related or it cannot be gender related. In same sex relationships, you'll still have the masculine energy person and you'll have the feminine energy person, right? And sometimes the, the, the feminine energy person will be the, the man and the masculine energy person will be the woman, okay? But it doesn't matter because compatibility has got nothing to do with sexual attraction. When we're talking about sexual attraction, we're talking about polarity. And so that means that both people hold a separate pole. One is masculine energy dominant and one is feminine energy dominant. And this creates sexual attraction. Okay, so we have compatibility, that's a foundation, but people can be highly compatible and not have sexual attraction and they think that there's something wrong with the relationship and it's not. It's just that they're not living in polarity, okay? It means that there is not two people holding two different poles. And this happens a lot in entrepreneurs. It happens in a lot of female entrepreneurs right? Because suddenly the woman is holding the masculine pole. And so we've suddenly got two masculine poles and sexual desire goes, right? And so people think, oh God, like, you know, like I, 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 there used to be the sexual attraction when we met and now we're just compatible and we don't ever have sex. Does this mean that there's something wrong with the relationship? And I want you to know that no, because that can create a lot of suffering. So we need to understand what's actually happening on an unconscious and energetic level. Yeah, this makes sense. Brilliant. Okay. So just so we're clear, I would love us to just describe for you guys when I talk about feminine energy, right? So for us to understand the feminine pole, when you think of feminine energy, what do you think of? What are the words that come to you? What is feminine energy? Feminine energy doesn't mean that you have a pussy. Feminine energy is an energy, okay? It's an energy. It's irrespective of biology. Okay, beautiful, yes. Yeah. So creation, movement, raw, nurturing, flow, yes. What else? What else is feminine energy? Can any more words come to you? My previous teacher describes it as soft enough to bloom the flowers, yet strong enough to break the mountains. Oh my God, that feels like a poem. That is amazing. Yes. Okay. So feminine energy is very strong. This is true. Let's go in the words there. So soft is a feminine energy word, right? Creation, it's the blooming of flowers. That's feminine, okay? What do flowers do? They bloom and they die. So feminine energy is cyclical, strong enough to break mountains. I'm thinking there of like the force of emotion, right? 
Sandra said stable. No. So feminine energy is not stable. Feminine energy, the association is chaos. Yes. Chaos, surrender, receptivity. Yes, yes, yes. These are all feminine energy words. Now, what is masculine energy? Feminine energy, by the way, is like this. It's soft. It's circular. It's nonlinear. It's intuition. It's illogical. It's like, you know, like you see someone that moves femininely and there is no lines there. It's like, oh, you know, it's completely different. Just doing a little dance for you there, right? Masculine is willpower. Yes, logic, firm, stable, penetrating, action, doing, achievement, beautiful. So masculine movement, it's like dum, dum, dum. It's like straight, it's like fire, right? Feminine is water. It's undulating, it's movement, you know? Masculine is like... It's linear. Goal setting, okay? So I've got the two lists here. We've got nurture, we've got receptivity, it's being, it's soft, it's intuition, it's fluid, it's circular, it's nature, it's flow, it's feeling, it's body, it's allowing, it's inspired action, it's receptivity. That's the feminine pole. Masculine is protection, giving, doing, heart, logic, structure, linear, man-made, dry, thinking, mind, soul, goal-orientated, provide. Now, think for a second. Building a business, which energy do you think people tend to fall into? Entrepreneurs, working. What energy do people tend to fall into? Yeah, masculine. So let's say you are in your relationship, the feminine energy dominant person. Remember that every person has both energies, right? And a healthy person is able to nurture and protect, receive and give, be and do, right? Balance is both. But I want to talk about sexual behavior in a relationship is one has to hold feminine and one has to hold masculine, right? So let's say you're the feminine dominant energy person in your relationship and you're an entrepreneur. So it's like you're spending your days in give, do, hard, logic, structure, man-made, trashy, build, build, business, social media, could do this, blah, 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 blah. So when you finish work and you come to the bedroom, if we're not consciously aware of this, you're chilling out in the masculine pole and you're meeting your masculine dominant energy partner and it's like masculine and masculine. And so it can feel like, oh, I prefer to actually just watch Netflix than have sex, right? Or I can't be bothered to have sex. There is no, it's like the spark's gone. Like it doesn't flow, right? Planes going by, can you hear that? And so I'm just gonna wait till it gets past. I'm not gonna fight for noise with the plane. Bye, Mr. Plane. I don't know why, guys, but we seem to have loads of planes go over our house in the winter. I think like sometimes there's like those planes that do the shows and they do the flippy side things. I don't know if they just come to Ibiza to practice for the plane shows because there's no plane shows in Ibiza. Um, anyway. 
so you can imagine the issue. I'm actually going to shut the door because it's going to annoy me. I'm going to lose my train of thought. So you can imagine if you're the feminine dominant energy in your relationship and you've got a job that means that you chill out mostly in masculine energy, right? That you might have this beautiful, super compatible relationship and it almost feels like sexual desire is gone. And it's really helpful to know this, right? Because we can think that it means that there's something wrong with the relationship. And there isn't. It's just that we've lost polarity. Okay. So the question that I really want to post and pose with you guys that I felt very passionate about speaking about is that during the breakup of Craig and I last year, we had lost polarity. So I had been building a business and he dropped out of some commitments. So I felt that he wasn't holding his masculine energy and I was very much in, in the building of the business. And so I was finishing work, still in my masculine energy and I wasn't doing anything to drop into my feminine. And when we broke up, I spoke to like a lot of relationship coaches and people that work in the coaching industry and work with polarity. And I was kind of really faced with this narrative that can be in the coaching industry. And it's like, oh, to maintain polarity in a relationship, the woman must earn less than the man. And I'm curious, I'm not going to tell you what happened next. I'm curious to what you guys think about this question. Do you think women can be breadwinners and maintain polarity? So there can be sexual desire as well as compatibility in a long-term relationship. What do we think? I believe that women can do both, yeah. Anyone else? Same. This has been a bit of a taboo subject until recently. We can do both, yes. <laughs> you guys are like, well, you're still with Craig, so I would assume that you've figured something out. For a long time, I wasn't, yeah. So this is what I want to propose to you. And this isn't from a course. This isn't something that I've learned through intellectualization. This is something that I have had to learn through experience, okay? As long as the masculine gets to feel fulfilled in the hero of the feminine's eyes. Yes, beautiful, exactly. And there's different ways that we can do that. I love, love some of the wording that you guys are throwing in today. So as women, we can unconsciously cap our earning and cap our success because we don't want to outshine our partner, right? And we can be with partners that don't want to be outshined. And that's a conversation for another day. So I think it's really important as women that we need to learn that we can earn more and polarity can be maintained. Polarity must be maintained for the health of a relationship if we wanna have sex. And so this was my contemplation. I was like, say the business grows, which it will, because I am growth over, and wealth over a lifetime. There is no way that I'm gonna stay stagnant and you guys know me. So let's say I'm making a million euros a month. 
cash. And I'm in that wish fulfilled state. And I really contemplated this. And I was like, if there was absolutely zero scarcity in my system, would I care what my partner makes? And for me, the answer was no. Because I really sat with, I'm creating an extraordinary life, right? A life that blows my mind away. And so what is part of that life? Utter freedom, limitless wealth, you know, worldwide impact. And so it didn't make sense to me that in a land of wealth and freedom, where I was making as much as I want, which is part of freedom, right? That I wouldn't be able to choose who I could love. And so it really got me into a contemplation of like the current narrative around polarity and relationships isn't serving me, it's limiting me. Because I feel that I can't be in my relationship because I would have to sacrifice my success. Now, for some people and for some of you listening to this, it will be a non-negotiable for you to have a partner that makes as much and is as driven. And that is fine. Okay. This is why clarity in what our non-negotiables are and compatibility is the first piece. Now, for me, and I've spoken about this, it wasn't for me. Just because I choose something doesn't mean that it's right for you. For me, the important thing were other qualities that Craig has. And even though he's building the business and doing really well now, when I made this choice, he was in a bit of a, a lull. Well, it wasn't a lull. He was just growing the business. You know, I'm going to take that language back. Ignore that. Erase that. We want to choose narratives in relationships that are empowering to us. So we need to understand the principle of polarity. We need to understand the principle of compatibility. And for those of you guys that want to be highly successful in your careers and be the feminine dominant pole in your relationships, this is what I'm going to propose to you. Okay. And this is what I've cultivated through life experience. Work is one area of our life. Of a satisfying life, it shouldn't be all of our life. I work a lot, guys. You know that I do, but it's not all of my life. And... When Craig and I decided to get back together, regardless of the difference in income, we made a commitment, and I've told you that we have Sunday meetings where we talk about things like this, to maintain polarity regardless of my success. And this is a few ways that we do this, right? Because the masculine doesn't just have to give and provide in money. It's energy. The masculine can give and provide and protect and do 
in other ways. And so part of us maintaining polarity in our relationship that is highly compatible, right, is that we are both committed to maintaining our poles. <laughs> that sounds weird. And so ways that Craig does this, so this can be something that you bring to your relationships to the masculine dominant person, is that we have roles that are assigned. So in my relationship, I pay for the house. It's a bit out there, isn't it? Because it's money. I'm not gonna say it's a lot of money. I'm just gonna say it's money. We would be in a very unbalanced relationship if I paid for the house and there wasn't a contribution from his place. That would be emasculation. So for us to maintain polarity and for me to maintain my success as a highly effective and successful woman, Craig has roles in our relationship and in our life that are discussed and set that means that he gets to provide and I in no way anymore feel that Craig is not the masculine. Even though I pay for rent and make more money than he does. And so ways, and maybe you guys can throw this in the chat, that the masculine dominant person can provide, getting the cooking, doing the heavy lifting, doing rents, um, car insurance. It sounds so silly that I'm coming here and I'm like, you've got to assign roles in your relationships. It makes such a huge difference to have clarity in what is for both people. Because when we have clarity in role assignment, there is equilibrium, right? It doesn't make sense if I'm paying for all the things and he's not contributing anything because now there is an unbalanced energetic exchange. So for us it was like, okay, hands paying for this, then Craig has to step up in this. So energy exchange is neutral. I don't cook, Craig is responsible for all meals, all health stuff. Also, and I've put here opportunity to lead because what does the masculine do? The masculine leads. And so I have had conversations with Craig and this is why I recommend Sunday meetings and relationships where I've said, I make so many choices in my business every single day. You guys have no idea. I'm always thinking about things. Well, you probably do. <laughs> And so for me to be in my feminine in the relationship, which the feminine is receptivity, it's not decision-making, it's not leading. I don't want to lead in my relationship. Regardless of all the success that I have and all the money that I make, I do not want to lead in my relationship. And when I do, that's when we lose polarity. So it's little things like he books things. He plans dinners, he pays for dinners. We've communicated this. There is an expectation that he leads when I'm not working. And this means that I can, and I literally feel my body go like this when I've been like bossing around, being an entrepreneur. I do, 
means that I can achieve. And then with him, I can be in my feminine. These are tiny things that improve the health of relationships exponentially. What does the masculine do in a relationship as well? The masculine is stable emotionally. The masculine holds. The feminine is chaotic and emotional. A non-negotiable for me in my relationships is I only will be with a man that can hold my emotion. I'm Spanish, guys. Firstly, secondly, I'm an emotional projector. Like, I feel a lot of things. I feel them very deeply. I feel them very intensely, as you guys probably feel from my teaching. We have agreements that he holds that. Now, that doesn't mean that I go and I emotionally dump on him and he's my therapist. That's very different. We have boundaries and he doesn't always have to hold. He's allowed to say no. But Craig can hold and remain neutral. And Craig is very stable emotionally. I am not. <laughs> the masculine principle is clear on commitments and agreements and follows through. So we have an agreement and a problem that Craig had is that he was letting down agreements before. And so when we got back together, I said to him, I need you to only commit and agree to things that you can do. Right? Really, really important. And so this is just an array of things that we maintain in our relationship that means that I cannot sacrifice my success and still feel that he's the masculine dominant person in my relationship. And I really do. Yeah. Sandra says paying for the food shopping. Yes. This is what we do in my relationship. Why it's been working for over 17 years. 17 years, Natalie. I think I'm a non-emotional projector. I still have to figure out what that means. Um, lol. Natalie, that means that you feel other people's emotions. And sometimes you can get confused between what's yours and other people's, right? However successful the feminine dominant person gets, right? This is non-negotiable. Because this is important for the health of the relationship. I pay for the rent, he pays for the foods monthly. Yeah. I cook, he cleans. Now women, or the feminine pole of the relationship. Because some women actually are more masculine energy dominant, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. They will probably pick a partner that's more feminine energy dominant, and that will still maintain polarity. How do we drop into the feminine after a long day of achieving goal setting, being a business owner? The masculine is the mind, analytical, rational. The feminine is the body. So something that's really important for Craig and I is that when I finish work, that I drop into my body, which was something that I used to really struggle with being an entrepreneur. Because I'll be thinking about a trillion and one things. I'll wake up at three in the morning. I'll be thinking about more things. And like, you know, permission to have boundaries from work is really important as a successful woman. I'll answer that tomorrow. So something that Craig and I do is in the evenings, right, is we have, and you've heard me talk about this, love blocks. 
no technology, no work, no work conversations. That's a boundary we use. And we'll do things like massage to get out of here and get into the body. We'll have baths. Craig will rub my feet. And it's like, I can just drop. There's this really useful terminology that can be helpful to understand feminine energy within us. And it's called flow state and go state. In work, we're predominantly in go state. It's like, go, 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 go. When the feminine is in go state, that's not the appropriate state for sex. Unless the masculine is in feminine energy. But I don't feel very horny or turned on when I'm in go. So we need to start getting aware as a successful woman of when am I in go and when am I in flow? And what kind of things take me from go to flow? Again, this is really important. So for me, meditation, breath work, getting into my body, baths, reading, going to the spa, going shopping, decisions in my partnership that I literally don't make decisions. <laughs> I'm not working. I'm like, I do not want to make decisions. Craig will say, we're going to the comedy on Thursday. Like it's in the diary. Obviously, like I couldn't do it, it would be fine. It's not like he runs a dictatorship, but I do let myself be led. Now, I want you guys to be really aware in yourself. It's like, do I struggle being led? Because this can be a thing. If we're used to being entrepreneurs and we're used to leading, it's like sometimes we can struggle to, to be led, to receive, to surrender. And we notice this, you know, when you learn how to ballroom dance, you can see a lot. And some of you guys are going to be like, I don't get the reference because I've never ballroom danced. <laughs> I actually won a lot of awards for ballroom dancing as a child. Um, but when you're the woman in ballroom dancing, the masculine leads, right? And so for a lot of women, the man's leading and they can't just surrender. They can't just go. They can't just flow with them. It's really interesting. So if you are the feminine pole in your relationship and you want to maintain compatibility and polarity, which basically means healthy relationship plus sex, right? it's like, where don't I allow myself to be led by the masculine? And some of the waves of feminism have been quite destructive on feminine energy. And obviously I believe in equality, but like it was this big essence of, I could do as much as men, and do, 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 whatever cost, I'll raise the children, I'll have the business, blah, blah, blah. and we burn our bodies out. On an energetic level, what is it like to be like, I've got nothing to prove? I can be like fucking brilliant millionaire creator over here, but can I allow myself to surrender to my partner? Can I let him lead? Can I let him take charge? And I'm using, obviously, you know, is it heteronormative? Is that how you say it? Language, because that's the relationship that I'm in, but just apply whatever relationship you're in. As women that are highly successful, we have to learn how to drop. And you can feel it in a nervous system level. It's you're like, it's going to go. Oh. It's this state of relaxation. 
I actually love being led, to be honest, it feels so good to surrender with my former. I was holding a lot of the masculine energy and I felt that he wasn't stepping up and it threw me off balance. Yeah, I have difficulty to be in that state. Fantastic awareness, Sandra. So what can we do to have more of that? And here's the thing about love and money. It's like the more that we're able to surrender into our feminine, the more money that we allow in because we know that our upper limits, right, are raised when we can receive more. It's very hard to create a business that feels fun and light when we always need to be in control because to control signifies lack of trust. And very often as women, when we always need to be in control and we struggle to draw, we usually have low sexual desire. And I've been through phases of that. And you'll notice the more that you relax and you let yourself be in go when you're in go and you let yourself be in flow when you're in flow, sexual desire peaks. Female sexuality is very interesting. You know, it takes a man how long to get hard. It takes a man how long to ejaculate. It's not really that complicated. The dicks are very simple. It's not what you guys expected me to say on this training, but I'm going to go into this. The pussy is completely different. Yes, you can have a three-second clear orgasm, right? But how does female sexuality truly thrive? It's through slow surrender. You're not going to have a G-spot orgasm. You're not going to have a cervix orgasm. You're not going to have a full-body orgasm as a woman without the softening, the surrendering, the opening, right? opening to be penetrated firstly but then when we look at energetics um when we look at energetics I'm like this is not where I expected to go but we're going to go here when we look at energetics of money it's like can you let money penetrate you can you surrender and open yourself to money that's another way that we can raise our limits and I'm not saying we can build businesses just in our feminine energy because a business that is harmonious is a business that's masculine and feminine but some people that have got fantastic structures in their business struggle to make money because they're so in the masculine. There is no receptivity. There is no opening. There's no relaxation. So it's like, and the money can't come in, right? So it's like structure and opening. It's like penetrating and doing and being. Like that's the sweet spot for sex, for business, for love, for money. And so when we choose partners where we have these beautiful safe bonds that it sounds like, you know, some of us here, or for those of you guys that are calling in a partnership to really think about this is that we wanna have partnerships where we can have these kind of discussions. And so Craig knows, for example, like when I'm teaching intensives, there is no fucking chance we're gonna have sex. <laughs> Because I really, really am all in, you know, in the mornings of intensives, I prepare intensives and in the afternoon I teach and then afterwards I'm just fucked. And so he knows that like the energy after intensives is like, you pet me and I don't speak words because I'm tired. But he knows that the way that I operate best sexually or the way that I thrive best in our relationship because we've explored and we've communicated is that I need to drop. And obviously Craig likes sex. So he's really 
and loves me, let me add. Um, we really work together to help me drop because I haven't always found it easy because I've always been such a peak performer. I've always been so do focus, so give focus. And so you can come up with agreements with your partners. You can come up with different ways to do it. But it's like we have to understand that these things are happening behind the scenes. Yeah, Natalie says, I can relate to the difficulty to drop and I still struggle with this. Really profound that you guys can, you know, say this because it's 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 really, it's it's been a big thing for us as women. And understanding that our sexuality and our receptivity works differently. And so if you are thinking, oh, wow, I do really struggle to drop, like, oh, just be aware that this can affect money and love and also sex. And like, who doesn't want to make a lot of money, be well fucked and be loved? <laughs> like, that sounds nice, doesn't it? So think about, okay, so when we're struggling to drop, we're kind of more here, we're more do focused, we're more give focused. There might be an imbalance in receptivity and being in our bodies. So the work for you then is like, how could I do more feminine embodiment practices? Now, for some of us, we might be so in the feminine that we actually struggle being in the masculine and we're so in chaos that we struggle bringing order and form. Okay, so that person needs to bring more order and form. But it really just helps us to know where we are so we can, it's not that one's wrong or right or one's good or bad. It's like, okay, I just need to be able to have access to both. So yeah, for those of you that's, that that struggle to drop, to feel safe either in your bodies or to really, you know, be in that different kind of sexuality. Just, you know, contemplate, do going, does going for a walk? Does, you know, Craig knows that I need to be wooed to have sex. I'm not joking. Like dated, bathed, essential oils. Like we have like a sex playlist because I just, I, I need to be in those sensory things because I'm very, sensual more than I am like like that is not like I don't want that and all of these conversations are part of a healthy relationship so what I want us to take away just from this element we're gonna have a little break and then we're gonna do the hypnosis is that yes we can be successful Yes, we can be huge. We can shine our lights. We can create so much money. We can have these huge, expansive, gorgeous lives. And just awareness of masculine, feminine energetics in our relationship. Of Am I in go? Am I too much in flow? Oh, can I come back to a neutral point? Can I go from both? Right? can be really, 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 really supportive. And actually, if you're able to drop into flow in your relationship, like I just said, that's only going to increase cash for you. Because you're receiving, you're receiving, you're receiving, you're receiving. So I hope this has given you um, a greater context to polarity for those of you guys that, that know polarity work. I hope it's given you something to think about if this is new for you. I hope it's given you some things to really, if you're calling in a mate, um, to think about that word compatibility, to think about polarity, to think about what's non-negotiable and to really contemplate 
instead of fairy tale love, can I have grounded, beautiful, long lasting love? If that's what you want, not everyone does. And what does that look like for me? And there's many aspects, there's no wrong or right here, but there are just things to think about. So I'm gonna give you guys five minutes. Do we have any questions on that? If we, oh. Natalie's like, I'm thinking I need to be wooed too. Ah, I love that for you. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, you know, ever asked for the meditations on the podcast and it was such a brilliant idea. We just hadn't thought of it. And it's like, sometimes we're scared to ask, but like receiving comes from asking as well. It's like, can we be brave to ask our partners for what we really want? <laughs> like I said, I have a sex playlist because I need to relax. If not, I just, I don't want to hump and bump and just like, no. <laughs> so think about your type of sexuality, how you want to experience it, how you want to experience it in your relationship. Even if you are this beautiful, high achieving, peak performing woman that can hold it all. Right. Um, okay, I'm going to pause this recording. If we guys, if we come back, Tam, how long do you need for the hypnotherapy? And do we want to go to a comfortable place, darling? Hi. Um, yes, I would say get comfortable. Um, you can be seated or you can be lying down, whatever feels good for you guys, basically. Can we lie down? What happens if we fall asleep? Then trust that sleep is what you need. You will still be listening to my voice at some level. So if you need to sleep, sleep. <laughs> um, it's quite often that people do fall asleep, especially in the beginning if hypnosis hasn't been practiced much before so yeah it's it's entirely up to you so we're going to end on this anyway so even if you're asleep at the end we'll just very gently say goodbye and um you'll wake up when you wake up but i will be counting you down and bringing you back into the moment also if you're so deep which maybe you will go that's fine too but you will be able to hear my voice more or less during the whole guided experience. So let's do something. I will do announcements now, just in case people drop off, then I'll stop the recording and we can just get the hypnosis and then we can slowly peter off after the hypnosis. Let's do it, let's do it that way. Yeah, great. So announcement um, wise, there are a few things. I feel so in the mode of teaching that I think I've forgotten what I have to announce. So Tam, if I forget, please remind me. I'm like, 
it is it is it is possible and sometimes probable that I forget things that I have to tell you. I think the first thing that I need to tell you guys is that there the intensive next month is multidimensional business. It's going to be focused primarily on signing higher ticket clients, right? So putting our prices up, what this looks like, what this entails on a multidimensional level. Um, so I wanted to let you guys know that. If you guys have got multidimensional business included in your membership, um, there is an invite to either watch the free one or the paid one before. So you've got a bit of a vibe. I know that you guys have just listened to a lot of info with me. So if you're like, no, it's too much. I just want to focus on love and money. And then I'll do MDB as it comes next month. You can't get it wrong. Like, just remember, you can't get the school of IH wrong. We do not want this to be a stressful thing for you guys. Like, let's just trust that whatever you need, you get. Okay. Now, if you do want to get that first part of MDB, like I said, Tam's got a link. We're doing it at 555, or we always do it. It's not going to go up. It's not going to go down that I've decided. So if you want to get that first part, it is 555. It's 10% of the full price. Um, if you want to pre-study that now before MDB next month, for those of you guys that have been in the school for a while, that's the first thing. Now, in celebration of the relaunch, um, and thank you for bearing with me for just this kind of like, I feel like, you know, the person in the supermarket that speaks through the microphone and just tells you all of these announcements or up the train line. <laughs> I feel like, do you know what I mean? When you're, you're waiting and you're hearing, I feel like that. Anyway, um, because we've done the, the relaunch, for those of you guys that have been with us for a while, or for those of you guys that got in before the relaunch, we really, really appreciate that. We really, really love having you with us. We really, really love building long lasting relationships with us, with you. We love getting to know you. We love seeing your life progress year after year after year. So we've put the re-sign up rate at a graduate price. It's 50% off. You can add another year to your membership for 9K euros or for 1,000 a month for 12 months. Now we're gonna have to be really clean and clear and end this by March. So even if you paid on April 1st for another year, it, it can't be a thing. We're going to do this as a one-off. I last year said that we wouldn't be doing graduate prices again. And um, I really want to keep to that because I believe with investments, it's always about stretching ourselves and becoming the new version and all of these things. We're really kind of just doing this as a thank you for bearing with us as we've pivoted businesses and <laughs> we've changed things. And I hope that after this first immersion, you're really truly seeing the value of doing it this way. Um, so if you wanted to make the most of that graduate rate, again, we're not just putting links out there. Please message Tamsin to get your 9K link or your 12 pay 1K link. Um, yeah, it's literally 50% off. So it's really a no brainer. Um, I also need to let you guys know that certification is going up from 25,000 to 30,000 early April. I don't know the date because I haven't decided to be safe. If you want to get the cert at 25K, it makes sense to get in this month right? The reason that it's going up is because there's more things well, that have been added. There's workbooks and yeah, that's all I need to say on the cert. Um, I've opened two spots for audio messaging, which is kind of a way that you can get one-to-one -one coaching with me. So you guys know my one-to-one -one package is 120,000 a year and 
I adore everyone within the school. Audio coaching is kind of like one of my favorite services. It's like such an honor and a pleasure to support you guys one-to-one. We only do this for people that are in the school and have made a long-term commitment. This is really for those of you guys who are really super duper committed to your experience within the school. Six months of audio messaging is a 12K top up, okay? Um, If you want more access, then you've got the cert and the mastermind or the audio messaging. We're not going to send you any links because we know that you're grown ass adults (laughs) and that you can message us when you want a link, okay? I think that's, Tam, is there anything else that I have to mention about things that are happening? No, I think you've covered it all. It's um, our CEO week next week. Next week is CEO week. The week after, you're going to have a bonus um, astrological prosperity natal chart session with Kato. She's amazing. She's a really, really powerful woman at what she does. Um, That's happening, I think, on the 5th of April. We'll keep letting you guys know. Um, This is our first month with the new formatting. So really grateful for you guys to be here. Really excited for what's going to keep happening and coming. We're going to keep including like the School of IH only experiences. The meditation podcast is there. Um, There are other bits happening. And I'm just trying to communicate all the things because we used to do all the lives, didn't we? So I could just drip feed. (laughs) Now I'm like, oh my God, I've got to tell them everything on the intensive. Um, I think that's everything. So go take five minutes. We'll come back at 5.47. We'll close our eyes. We'll do the hypnotherapy. We'll complete this beautiful, beautiful experience together. And we'll see each other, Tam, shall we say 3 p.m. Monday for a bonus session? Let's just set the time. Yeah, Let's 3 p.m. Monday. 3 p.m. Monday will be your bonus Q&A. The live will be in Love or Money. Please get your questions to us either on the thread before um, and I'll also announce the giveaway winner on the Q&A session. Okay. Thank you guys.